pretty exclusively during growing up, typically with what I grew up in, uh, you, you probably would have never seen an Advent wreath with candles in our church growing up, okay? So we're going to try something, I think, fun and, and new to the foundry this year uh, to really celebrate Advent like crazy, if we can. Does that sound like fun for you? I think it's a lot of fun for me because it is something new and different, but I think it's something that helps to direct our focus throughout this whole Christmas season, leading up to Christmas Day, celebrating Christ Jesus' birth, and I think that is so important. So we're going we're gonna to light that candle, uh, and, and want the first candle in just a moment, um, but I, I want to share with you, before we get into that, uh, just the reason why we are celebrating today specifically, and we are celebrating today specifically because we have hope, okay? We have hope, and we're going to talk about that in our time of sharing. I'm going to do a scripture reading as we light the candle as well, but before we get into that, I want you to prime and prep your heart, if you will. We're going to show you a quick video um, that is based upon a wonderful song, but a song from way back when as well, that, that gives you a sense of expectation in this season. Why? Because of Christ Jesus. So enjoy this with me.
you've just been shown a marvelous story of God's plan for humanity, redemption through Christ Jesus. And this is what Advent is about for us, a season of preparation, thinking about not just the first coming of Christ, but the second coming of Christ, the hope that we have. And it's so important for us to grab a hold of this today. It's so important for us to see this and understand this in a new way. And that's why I think for us it's going to be exciting to grab a hold of some tradition and some liturgy to remind us every year. I think it's a lot of fun to remind us of things that folks have done for hundreds of years, okay? To be reminded and to remember what Jesus did for them specifically, but for you and me as well today. So we're going to start with lighting our first candle, and I'm going to read a portion of Scripture to you from Isaiah. And they, they call this first candle, there's many different uh, takes and, and many different sides of, of Christianity as to what, 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 which, which week means which. Um, and for, I don't know what that was. Uh, for us, it's Jesus on the main line. Um, but for us today, we're really going to talk about this, what they call the prophet's candle, because we're talking about the prophecy of, of Christ's coming and the blessed Savior, the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And Isaiah was one of those prophets. So we're going to light the candle this morning. And this will burn throughout service. And uh, each week we will light the first candle, then the second, and then the first, second, and third, and keep on going in that direction, okay? Hope. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Speaking about Jesus coming someday, Isaiah 9, 2. And we continue on verses 6 through 7. For to us a child is born. We've heard that a lot, but we're understanding context here. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called. Listen. Listen to these, these, these terms, these, these names describing Jesus. Wonderful Counselor. Counselor. Think about that. What does that mean this morning? Someone who walks with you, talks with you every single day in every way. Mighty God. The name God in and of itself. But mighty God, powerful God, your God, the I am with you. Jesus. Think about that. Everlasting Father. You heard the word Father, and sometimes during holiday seasons, we just don't know where we're at, right? We talked about that last week, and, and having thanks, and an attitude of gratitude, and taking it into every situation. But an everlasting Father, that's how we see when Christ comes, we see God reflected through Him, a forever God, an everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. This season, I'm believing and praying with everything in me for myself and all of us that we will be overwhelmed by the Prince of Peace. In all of our situations, and all of the things we may be going through, that we experience that peace. Of the greatness of His government, and the peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne, and over His kingdom, establishing and upholding it, with justice and righteousness, from that time on, and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty, will accomplish this. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that we celebrate Christ Jesus coming. That we celebrate the hope, the hope that he brought us then and the hope that he brings us now. We thank you, Lord, that you are here. We thank you that you are present with us, that, that we can call you by name, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
We thank you that you are here today and giving us hope. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all my friends here this morning say, Amen. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about hope, and I think this is so important to us, uh, especially in, in, in a life and in a time where you feel like you may lack that. And why do you think we may feel as though we lack hope? Because typically we define hope in human terms, okay? And that, that kind of definition would look like this. An optimistic state of mind based on an expectation that is based on a positive outcome to events and circumstances. Let's read that again. An optimistic state of mind, a perception of something, a way you see something, based on an expectation that is based on a positive income. Income. That would be nice. Everybody else think about buying Christmas gifts. All right, I'm a dad trying to provide. I'm being optimistic that there's going to be a positive income. A positive outcome to events and circumstances. Now, typically, don't we, we, pay, we, we really place our hope in things like that, don't we? we? We hope and we expect. Don't you love that? Life is comprised of expectation. Anybody's done premarital counseling with me, we talk about expectations all the time, don't we? Because it's so important. Because <laughs> I see heads nodding. That's really cool to see. All right. How's that going for you? Oh, I see eyebrows raised. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Um, expectations are so important because we have an expectation of how something's going to turn out. But we typically base those off events or circumstances, don't we? But see, when we look back in Scripture, when we look back in the Old Testament, and we begin to define hope even then, we see a couple words that I will probably botch this morning because I did not take Hebrew, okay? And I tried to read it, but not really try that hard because I'm, I'm, I don't have to understand everything about it or be able to pronounce it perfectly. I'm working on English still. Anybody with me on that? Okay, just ask Kara. When we first got married, she would get on me like, why do you say it that way, right? It's because I was from Virginia with my dear sweet mama, all right? And we said things a little different. But biblical hope, yahal, did I do all right? Is that pretty good? Is that all right? Just go with it. You don't even know anyways. To wait for. You're like, what? Hope defined in the Old Testament is, is to wait for something? Also, another word, kava, feeling of tension as you wait. I don't know if you did do any Black Friday shopping. Did you do that? Raise your hand if you did. Good. That's not too bad. So we had this grand expectation and idea that we would do Black Friday shopping, didn't we, Joni? Remember? We had Thanksgiving at the house, and we're like, we're going to get up and do a little bit of Black Friday shopping, okay? We got some coffee at Starbucks, okay? Black coffee so you can really have some vigor and strength, all right? And we walked in to Kohl's. And Kara picked up a couple things, and then we went back and saw the end of the line. I said, baby, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it, okay? And there, there was a tension that came over me, all right? Because that means like a cord being stretched is what it means, all right? And I felt like there was a tension that did not need to be there. I said, put everything down. Let's walk out, all right? Anybody understand that feeling on Black Friday? I'm to thank you, Troy. Uh, Cyber Monday. BFF, okay, I'm done with all that trash, all right? And you get the same deals online anyways. Why are you going to subject yourself to that? Come on, somebody. Anyways, but you think about a biblical definition versus a typical definition that we as humans would carry. We go into the situation optimistic, so excited about positive incomes, about positive outcome, pumped for it, thinking that it's going to end this way or that way, and that's the way we see it. But we see that it is defined differently in Scripture, that it's about waiting. 
And that there is a tension. And what are we waiting for? Christ Jesus. The most amazing gift ever that you can receive on Christmas. Christ Jesus. We see that as biblical hope in the Old Testament. And it makes perfect sense. Isaiah helps us to understand it even more as we're waiting. He says this in in chapter 8, verse 17. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. you got to understand, this was a dark period of time for the people of Israel because they, they were separated from God. They didn't feel a connection to God anymore. And we see the prophet Isaiah saying that I will go after God in this way. I will go after him. And I love this, that we we are waiting with anticipation and we are waiting with hope for different reasons. A biblical definition of hope. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for for Jesus to show up in a new way of our lives. We're waiting for the second coming of Christ. We're waiting to see him move in a new way. And that's what this Advent season has to be about in our lives. A different type of hope. Are you with me on that? Why does it have to be different? Because typically we place hope on things, circumstances, and events, right? But we see here, and it is defined so clearly, that God's past faithfulness gives us hope for the future. What does that mean? Isaiah said, I will wait for the Lord. I've seen him before, and I'll see him do it again. Are you with me? This is what it's about. Advent is about looking back, and if you think about the people of Israel when they felt as though they have been lost forever in a deep, dark time of their history, they can look back and see God rescued them from Egypt. Do you see what I'm saying? The prophet Isaiah is saying, look, look back. God was there. Close your eyes for a second. Look back. Look back. Do you see him? This has been a practice that I've tried to do over the last months of my life. You can open your eyes again because you might fall asleep. It's kind of warm in here. I'm about to fall asleep myself. It's been a practice that I've tried to do over the last months, just working through life and growing in my walk with Christ Jesus. To go back into the situations of life that have been difficult, been frustrating, been overwhelming, been whatever, right? The human experiences of life where my expectations didn't meet what actually happened. Does that make sense? And what I've had to do is to go back there and look for the other person in the room. What does that mean? I have had to be, and we have to be, intentional and deliberate to find God in the midst of our difficulty and our struggle. We have to see him sitting in the room there. Because, you know, when you look back a lot of times, you only see what has hurt you, what has frustrated you, what has broken you down, what has separated you from God. So you think. Versus looking back and seeing God there carrying you, holding you up, propping you back up. Israel, look back. God rescued you. Foundry, look back. God rescued you through Christ Jesus. Psalm 39, 7. But now, Lord, what do I look for? What do I look for? The psalmist speaking here. My hope is in you. My waiting, my moment of tension, all of this is all in you and figured out and understood through you. When you look back, you will see him if you choose to, right? So often we see that our hope when we look back, 
was based on a, a thing or a situation or a circumstance. But we see this, as I've already said it in First Peter. Peter helps us to see this, that our hope is based on a person and not a thing. A person, not a thing. And I'm not talking about a person called earthly father. Had a, the privilege of being a part of a wedding yesterday. Papa Bear's here. Joe, you the man. I loved watching an earthly father reflect a heavenly father. Blessed me like crazy. Brother, I hope I can be like you. And I'm not joking. That was such a special wedding of what you spoke over your son Samuel and how you have led him and your family. I was so impressed by that. You've been a good example. However, we don't all have that, right? We don't all see that. We can, we can base God off folk like that, speaking life over his child and his future. But a lot of us may not have that type of person in our life to really see God. But guess what? You have a person in your life to really see God. And his name is Jesus. It's always been Jesus. It'll always be Jesus. Come on. That's what it's about. That's what this season of expectation is about. Jesus coming again. Yes, the second coming. But let's just, let's just relish in the first for a moment what he did then. Can we do that? Isn't that exciting? For me, I'm pumped. I love him in a whole new way than I ever have before. I appreciate him in a different way than I ever have before. Watching a video like that just, you know what I'm saying? Because this is amazing. We have hope. I hope you get this this season. We have hope in and through Christ Jesus, not based on a thing. Listen to this. Peter tells us, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God ordaining this. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth. Through Jesus, new birth, into a living hope. Not a once hope, not a little bit of hope then. A living, forever hope. Through the resurrection, not just coming as the baby in the manger, sweet little Jesus. Not through his life and his miracles and all that he did, which was really super amazing. Not just through his death, which blows our mind that that could happen to sweet Jesus but through his resurrection. Why? Because this gives us living hope of what? Our resurrection. That this isn't the end. There's more to it than this. There's more to it than this. There's eternity. I don't know about you, but that gives you hope. If you're in Christ Jesus, it gives you hope. Why? Because this isn't it. This may not be the best. It may not be the easiest. The older I get, and you people older than me, you know what I feel, the more I would love to go to heaven, especially when you, your kids are growing up and the things that you see, you know, affecting them in life and that they have to live in. I want to, Jesus, come on, let's go. I'm ready. It's praise and worship time. Let's go. It's our living hope, not just here, but there. Paul helps us understand this a little more in Colossians. He says, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What love in Christ Jesus. What love, beautiful love that's in you. That's what it's about. His love. 
taken up residence within you, giving you hope in and through Christ Jesus. Wow. I don't know about you, but that's pretty sobering to me. Worship team, if you guys could make your way up. We're going to move into a time of communion this morning. And it's kind of, um, I wouldn't say ironic or funny, but every month, first of the month, we have communion. We've made that a tradition as a church uh, because we just don't want to miss out on remembering. Isn't it kind of funny today that we're we're starting the Advent series, of course, how the calendar falls. Um, And this is a time of remembrance for us, of the prophets who, who prophesied about the coming Messiah, the hope to Israel, the hope that was fulfilled for us through Christ Jesus, a time that we're, we're thinking back with gratitude and fond memories of what God has done for us. Think about this. And this is a time of remembrance. But the question I have to ask you before a time of remembrance and communion is what does your your covenant relationship look like with God through Jesus? Is that something that exists? Because, see, this is to be a reminder, something that we remember what Jesus did for us kind of thing. And the question I have for you this morning is are you a follower of Christ? Are you one that understands, just like all of us, that sin, born into it, we do it, we've done it, and we need forgiveness of it because it separates us from God? Do you understand that? That just as light and dark can't dwell in the same place, sin does not coexist with God. So there's a decision that has to be made, a covenant, another beautiful thing about yesterday, weddings are a covenant moment. Right? Between two people, but between them and God as well. Watching this husband and wife take that that covenant so seriously was so beautiful. But my question is, do you have that type of covenantal relationship with God through Christ Jesus? Because this season can be absolutely amazing for you. What I mean by that is your sense of expectancy can go through the roof when the Spirit of God at the point of salvation takes up life inside of you and you begin to see things differently because they're not just things anymore they're not just circumstances you see God in it all you can watch that video like that and see God at work since the beginning of time trying to bring you back not leaving you not forsaking you right are you getting what I'm saying here when you choose to follow Jesus It changes things. That decision changes things. You don't live for yourself anymore because you've died to self. It's not about you. It's about somebody else hearing about what Jesus did for you. It changes things. You're willing to give everything and lay it on the altar because it's changed things. It's changed things because it's changed you. God wants to change us to be more like Him. We're made in His image and He wants to make us even more in His image, you know, as He's helping us get it right a little bit more each and every day. Right? 
So as the team come and comes and, and, and grabs the, uh, the elements that we were going to give out this morning, what I'm going to have you do is during this song, you'll be receiving, but also I want to challenge you to make a decision to follow Jesus, a covenantal decision that regardless of how difficult things may become, that you will not receive this until you have made a choice to follow Christ Jesus. Okay? Paul speaks of it bringing judgment against yourself. Why? Because you're defiling the body of Christ. You're doing it wrong. Why are you doing it wrong? Because he was broken so that you may be whole. His blood was spilled so that you may be saved. Don't do it wrong. Do it right. Okay? So, this morning... Will you make a decision? God, I'm sorry. I ask for forgiveness. I repent, which means I turn and I walk into the direction that Jesus is walking. Will you do that? It's the most important decision you can ever make next to a spouse. Will you do that? Then, after that, after you make that decision, we're going to partake together. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read some scripture. And then we're going to sing one last song, okay? We thank you for this opportunity we have to receive of the body and the blood of Christ Jesus. Not the literal elements, but a representation of remembrance. So we reflect on this right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Foundry Podcast. We hope it has been a blessing to you. For more information on service times and upcoming events, visit our website at thefoundrywv.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thefoundrywv.com.